Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ungakudu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of March 5th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hey, everyone. Oh, Ginky. Oh, Ginky, indeed. How have you guys been and what you've been listening to? Let's start with you, Luna. So been busy but just listening to a lot of hodgepodge of artists went back to awesome city clubs earlier tracks such as their awesome city tracks awesome city club tracks one and two and also been listening to the new miyachi and thelma track crazy outside i am in love with that song it's just love hearing thelma's vocals on it amazing I also went back to a favorite of yours, Ken, and it is Yes We Are by J. Soul Brothers, and I have had that on repeat almost all week. All right. (laughs) And it has been, like, my saving grace of upbeat dance music, and I just cannot get enough. I also went back to some Crazy Boy with Donna and Pink Diamond as he released some new, two new EP, two new singles, and it made me go back and listen to my favorite single by him i still love Dona, still hot still dancing to it and also went back to mizuki nana with wild eyes eternal blaze um did, i can never see the title of this disco and also discovered a new artist called Lipstorm. her song lol cracked me up i will say there's a lot of profanity and a lot of dirty lyrics and i love it don't know why but it made me it made my week when i heard some things in it and went back to some kodakumi she's releasing her new blu-ray so i started listening to her dna album again i i had hush and oh my god on repeat just such fun tracks listen to some of her remixes as well and also, went back to Tears of Tragedy with Nonsight. I, I just absolutely love them. Just a gem in my mind for music. And went back to some oldies but goodies, some M-Flow back in there, like Come Again. And um, pretty much their, their older stuff. Um, man, I'm like totally blanking on stuff right now. And also some Heartsdales. I went back to So Tell Me, Should Have What, would Double, and I realized how much I freaking miss them and love them. But yeah, just hodgepodge besides our topic and our music corner for this week. What about you, Gray? What have you been listening to? Yeah, no, I have been listening to um, kind of a hodgepodge in and of myself. I've been listening to mostly, I discovered like some of the anime songs that I liked when I was in high school have been added to the app store. So I've, I've gone back and listened to them like stance punks and no boy, no cries on there now. And, uh, nobody knows plus uh, heroes comeback is up there. So I, I've been kind of enjoying those, uh, Yui Horie has all of her music up now. And I was able to listen to scramble, which is one of my absolute favorite songs of all time. So that was, that was a real, awesome place and that's really where my head's been at most of the week but i did go back i listened to some lol i've actually been listening to nine stars luna (laughs) like i really really like their ip uh love you like that's just a great great song and 
Uh, Ina the End dropped her latest EP, uh, Nice Nice Show, and that is one heck of a good EP. I just really, really love that. I, I think it's fantastic. I recommend it to anybody. And I really wound up enjoying this week's uh, MC, which we will get to, but I have been listening to that as well. And that, that's pretty much about everything. What have you been listening to, Ken? So I've been listening to a hodgepodge of things as well. Just a couple things of note. I've been listening to Mako Margaret's song Kamakura. It's a little bit of an oldie one, but I've been kind of digging this style for like the longest time. So I've been going back to that. Then I've been going to 50 Muse with their song Gone, which I've been absolutely loving. And then going back to Ryong Hyung with Loki featuring Syrup, which is absolutely amazing. I'm telling you guys, you guys should listen to that. And think, speaking of Syrup, he did a thing for Thinking About Us, and I absolutely love that as well. Just a bunch of hodgepodge of things. I've been listening to Coffee Town by Kimono as well. Ravenese, Ubengoe, which is, they, they are an actual really, really great band. You got Fudui Riho with Kidai that just is actually really, really good. Just dropped it earlier in the month. So, it's just an absolutely hodgepodge of things. And of course, our topic and Music Corner stuff as well. But, with that, let's go into this week's topic here. And we are taking a page of the opposite side from last week where we did a male idol group. This time we're doing a female idol group that is still together, which we would recommend to someone who is brand new to the industry. So, Luna, why don't you go first? So, I'll start with mine. My choice was Juice Juice. And I'll give a little bit of history on them. They're a seven-member female idol group under the Hello Project umbrella and formed in 2013. So the reason why I actually chose them out of all the idols, one, they've stuck out to me over the years as whenever they their singles made the Oricon, and a lot of the idols do the double, triple A-side singles. However, Juice Juice is one of the groups that I actually would like all their lead tracks and for me it's very rare to do that because a lot of the idol groups i would love one and hate one or i would be like iffy on it while with juice juice they stuck out to me i felt like they brought a fresh flavor to the idol industry and they would switch up their styles in a lot of their tracks like and that's one of the reason i i actually really liked them i mean for current Hello Project umbrella groups that that I absolutely just kind of fell in love with them. Um, and I've always... I always say I gravitate, gravitate toward one song over the other on there. However, when you listen to their like full singles, they are solid. And I mean solid. Which I feel like is very rare to me. I'm going to specify to myself because I'm picky for an idol group but i would say like the other thing about them i love is their music isn't your typical happy-go-lucky style that you think of for idols or your generic poppy music i think they do a great job of mixing it up with some of their like mellow tracks and their solid ballads and also they've had some 
how do you say it uh da, 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 like spanish flavor mixed into their music which i always i always found interesting and i liked it so i one of my favorite tracks by them is night which is in a so it's more of an upper ballad because it's like not a full ballad because they do have how that how it starts off is a beautiful composition and it starts off really low like slow but it picks up in the chorus however it just there's just something about i about it that i just absolutely love it's like an upbeat ballad style and i think their vo- you can just hear their powerful vocals and their passion in it and that was one of the songs i always gravitate toward by juice juice Another favorite of mine, which I've been pretty much had on repeat all week, is Goal, Ashtawa Achirayo. And it's just the first time I remember hearing this, it drew me in with its catchy composition, chorus, and I thought their vocals all sound so well together. And it's not so upbeat, it's overbearing, and that's one of my big issues with idols. And the other issue I have is a lot of them are very bland and forgettable. While I think Juice Juice does a good job, for example, with Goal Ashtawa Achi Dayol, is it it has a nice beat, it flows, and it's very memorable, and it's put me in a really good mood whenever I hear it. So, so the other song that I absolutely love by them, and it was the more of the B side. I wouldn't say a B side; it was part of a double A side single, and it was one of their or somewhat newer ones not fully new it did come out in 2019 but it was Niju Gosai Ien Setsu and it was and the main track was Hitori de Ikirare so te sorete ne hometeriru no and even though I I just gravitated automatically toward Niju Gosai, Ayen Setsu, and I think the reason why is it has such a nice melody to it, and it is more of one of their poppy mellow tracks, but I love that about them. It has the perfect energy. Their vocals are on point. It is absolutely beautiful and flows together perfectly, and I mean, I think that the whole single, Hitori de Ikidare Sote Sorete Ne Hom Homete, homete iruno is a solid one, but is a solid track. However, I still think Nijugosai Ian Setsu is like an absolute favorite of mine. And that's an example, just some examples of why I really love Juice Juice is they just put out solid singles and tracks each release. And even listening to their albums, you hear the same thing. I mean, they put out solid ones and I end up loving them and they stand out to me I always remember them and that's something I don't do with a lot of idol groups so that that's one of the big reasons I picked them I do have a runner-up because it was really difficult choosing one but I also enjoy Subaki Factory and I would recommend them as well because they had they're they're not I love juice 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 way more however I still think Subaki Factory produces solid singles and songs I love the flow of their vocals and the harmonies and I think for Hello Project I really enjoyed both groups and this is a company I have followed and I used to love the original Morning Musume I still do I'm not into the newest 
the newest morning masume or else i would have went that route but i will say over the years hello project has produced a lot of solid groups and out of current ones i just think juice juice and tsubaki factory are very very solid and i always look forward to their releases yeah, no, I, I'm glad you picked Juice Juice, Luna, because Juice Juice is one of those grooves where I, I have occasionally added some of their songs to my library. I really wind up usually enjoying them when we get to talk about them on the Oricon. It's always nice and they pop up. You know, you're going to get a quality number. And they, they usually put out really good work. And the songs you, you, you picked, I think, are really good. I enjoyed all three of them. Uh, Naite Eo is a great song with a wonderful composition uh goal ashtawa achi dayo is just a really fun and enjoyable song it's easy to get into and niju go sai and setsu is a, another wonderful track that i really enjoyed my time with this week and uh, i was really happy you picked them i think you know they usually do lovely work and it was really great to revisit them yeah, same. No, I'm very happy that you picked Juice Juice because I would have something to say if you were to pick a couple of the other Hello Project groups here. But no, Juice Juice, from what we've heard, I've enjoyed my time with a lot of their tracks. And I'm I'm very happy that you kind of picked them. Like, what, what's, what made you choose them specifically from the Hello Project line? I, for me, out of all the current Hello Project, they've always stuck out to me the most. And I think it was their song composition and their vocals because they always had strong vocals. I will say if Cute was still around or Bueno, I would have went with them, but they're not together anymore. And I wanted to pick someone current who still releases songs. And Juice Juice is my go-to for Hello Project because I feel like... Even though I was a Morning Musume fan, and I still will listen and check their new stuff out, it's not the same. Their vocals aren't as good. Their compositions are all over the place. While as Juice Juice continues to produce solid tracks. And, I mean, as a whole, I think they're one of the best groups Hello Project currently has, to be honest. Mm -hmm. No, they are very strong showing... Like uh, for me, if I were to choose someone from Hello Project, it would be difficult to pick either Juice Juice or even Sabaki Factor for that reason. Those two are very, very high relevancy in my mind when I think of Hello Project as of right now. So I'm I'm very happy that you picked them as a good introduction group for for people that don't really listen to Idol. With that, what about you, Gray? Uh, yeah, so I kind of went in a slightly different direction because one of the mainstays of the Japanese music industry are the mega idol groups that Japan has. And I really wanted to tackle one of them. And I, I know over the years, like they're not what they used to be, I guess is a, a good way to put it. And I really had an internal debate, but I quickly came to Nogizaka 46 as being the group that I wanted to talk, that I wanted to cover. I, to me personally, uh, in the past two or three years, the consistent quality of Nogizaka 46, I think has been a bit above what the other idol groups were. 
uh, if they were still around, I think I might would have picked Keakizaka 46 over Nogizaka, but unfortunately that's not the case, and Sakurazaka 46 only has one song. So I, I opted for Nogizaka 46. I think overall, like they're really good. Uh, Nogizaka 46 got started in 2011, and they had a pretty prolific career over their time. Uh, they've released four studio albums and they've released 26 singles and you, you know just a couple of songs uh, I wanted to talk about uh, the first one being um, Kae Mechi wa Tomawari Shitaku Naru uh, is a great wonderful song this was Nana Se's graduation song and this is just a very memorable song to me. You know, the I will admit sometimes I forget the name, but the song itself, I never forget. It's just a lovely, amazing song that I really, really love to listen to. Uh, which, I, is really, which is really funny because initially you didn't like it. I, I mean... I mean, I've come around to it. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. So, so I was like, oh, like, I'm I very surprised that you you the picked song. Like, like yeah, some... no, well, no, no. But I remember because you were like, oh, but this is a graduation song. Why do I feel so sad about it? And this was during the time when when they were losing members, and all their graduation songs were probably one of my favorites. Yeah. So and, and then you weren't really a part of the other graduation song as well. So yeah, yeah, and and that was like. Like, also, when this song came out, it was like really like shortly after I really, really discovered I liked them because the mm. single that they had released before that was Synchronicity, which I really mm-hmm. liked. And, and, and then they had released this song. And like, I had like these conflicting emotions and I was trying to grapple with, with, you know, what, you know, what, you know, the, what I felt about them and stuff. But, you know, looking back on them, you know, I, really you know that is one of my favorite songs uh one of their the song that they just released uh boku wa boku o suki ni naru it's a little bit more of a generic song but i think it sticks the landing pretty well and it just shows off their vocals their production and uh synchronicity which is um and it wasn't the first Nogizaka 46 song that we covered on the show, but it was one of the first. And it was really like one of the first songs that really caught my attention of the group. And mm. it's a standout number. And I just wound up really, really liking that song. So those are the three songs that I picked. I think there's like a, a couple of songs I do like a little bit more I left off. But I wanted to also go with songs that I knew we as a as a group really enjoyed well i mean it would be songs that you would introduce to someone so yeah would would these three be the songs that you would introduce someone yeah yeah Uh, because because they do have like a couple of songs that i i really really like but i know they're to my taste and i don't know if i would recommend them to Mm. uh somebody else like the thing is with uh, synchronicity i've um i already know this song is fairly popular because Lou liked them. Yeah. Lou liked this song particularly, and he doesn't listen to any of this. So <laughs> if he likes it, that tells you something about what this song did. So Yes, yes. Um, yeah, but 
obviously like I loved Sing Out and I loved uh, Jiko Cho Day Day like I love both those songs but I, I don't know if I would recommend those songs no. to somebody else so I left those off this I list mean, for, I, for that it, reason if I were to pick the the great lesser of the two evils it would be Jiko Cho Day Eco I hate I hate it Sing Out I hate it I hate it with a passion but but, go, go, Luna. What, what do you have to say about it? <laughs> I was going to say, like, synchronicity is one I 100% agree with because I ended up buying the single, which, and I don't like Nogizaka 46. I'm just going to be honest. I don't care for them at all. Um, but synchronicity is a fantastic song. And I still listen to it. And it takes a lot for me to actually go out, actually buy the single sometimes. Um, I think Kaede, uh Kaeri Michiwa Tomawari Shitakunaru. It's re listening to it. I actually liked it more than I remembered, and I thought it was actually a pretty decent song. Well, um, me and you really liked the graduation songs. That was the whole thing. That yeah. me and you, Luna, liked all the graduation songs, but we. <laughs> Gray wasn't really t- too fond about them. And I couldn't remember. I don't know why, because it's been so long since I've listened to. Kaede Michiwa Tomawari Shitaku Naru. I mean, it's been a good while. And re-listening to it, I really enjoyed it. I still think Synchronicity is my top, you know, one by Nogizaka 46. Um, I still do not like Boku wa Boku Osuki Ninaru. Like, I think it's the most blandest song ever. But I think it's because I'm also, I also listening to, like, Synchronicity and Kaede Michiwa Tomawari Shitaku Naru, like, back-to-back, and then listening to that, it's a big jump. Of, yeah. I feel like you feel the downgrade. So, well, but personally, I, 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 for for me, if I were to add one more song to this list, I would put Yuake Made Tsuyoku ni Naktemoi. Even though that was a, I know how you felt about the song, Gray, but personally, that that really showed off their vocal strengths as well. That I really, really did like. So this is another question I have to ask you: Why did you specifically chose Nogizaka? Because I, if the 46s and the 48s that you talk about the most, I would have thought you would have put Hinata Zaka 46 on this instead. Uh, yeah, I and I do love Hinata Zaka 46. I think they're fantastic. But I think for... I, I really think for it, specifically Hinata Zaka 46, it is, it is a taste thing. You, you have to really... Like, I don't... I haven't seen that much cross appeal. Either you really like Hinata Zaka 46 or you mm. don't. Like there there hasn't been a whole lot of Oh yeah, well this song is really good and 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 I I, I can kind of see it. Like there hasn't been a ton of that. It it's either been mm-hmm. either you love it or you hate it and I, like I really, really like them, but I really think that if you're getting into the genre, I don't know if that because they're they're pretty established. They're I am I don't mean this in a derogatory manner, but they are more quote unquote generic in their style and tone. Mm. I, I mm. do think they do very interesting work, and like I said, I, I love them. I think they're fantastic, but. I, I think with Nogizaka 46, they just, they're better established. They have a, a wider library and you, you really just get a wider worth of songs. And uh, I think the production quality on them is just a teensy bit better 
on Nogi Zaka than, than Hinata Zaka. <laughs> just teensy one. I mean, they're well, all under the same it, record it, label, it, so they're probably getting about it, the same Well, budgets. it doesn't really help that the last three to four songs in the past two to three years have been old graduation songs, though. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've had a churn over there. And yeah. I remember, uh, I think part of the reason why uh, Karemichi wa uh, Tomowari uh, Shitaku Naru was such like a hard song for me to get into at first was because I really really like Nana saying I didn't want to see her go but that's neither here nor there that's that's a, that's the nature mean, of the beast I don't want to see a, I don't want to see a, I didn't want to see a lot of people go but I just yeah. swallowed the pill and continued on <laughs> you have to unfortunately uh, yeah I and mean, that, that's unfortunately what you have to do for the idol industry but yeah. I mean that's neither here or there but you know I thought it was interesting that you. Because I, I know how much you really, really love Hinatazaka, and I figured that you would at least want to pip them out more than Nogizaka, especially because for, for me, if I were to pimp out Nogizaka, it would be a harder pill to swallow because of the fact that they have such a wide discography without really a best of. I think I would be a little bit more forgiving if they had a best of kind of thing, but the 46 and the 48s don't do that. It's kind of like generations thing. So it's it's interesting that you did that as well. So yeah, I w- I would also like to point out of the forty sixes, the only group that I physically own stuff from is Nogizaka forty six. I have their last album and I have a photo book. Yeah. So it, it is just one of those things, and and you know. We do pimp out Nogizaka 46 uh, quite a lot normally on the show. I, I don't think they need that much of a bigger platform. But I did want to tackle the topic of, like, if you, I was introducing somebody to girl idol groups, like, like to me, I would lead with Nogizaka. And that's why. That's I, another reason. Why not the 48s, though? Uh, because... In, in in my personal opinion, outside of like a song or two, I, to me because personally, the 48s have, uh, within mm. the past two to three years, the yes. quality just hasn't been there. Uh, because if you're picking two to three, uh, if you're picking two to three songs for a specific year, then I mean, I would, if I were to introduce someone to the 48s, I ain't introducing anyone to it the 48s and 46s because that is a freaking daunting ass task in my opinion to do yeah. that but if i were to do it i would have gone with the 48 because of the fact that you have a two to three years of solid ass bangers and then if if that doesn't quenches your taste then it won't quench your taste yeah and well, and another reason why I've leaned more toward Nogizaka 46 is uh, the availability of their discography. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the early works of AKB 48s, not on Apple Music. Uh, well, now it is. <laughs> well, yeah, and like they still have like a they're still missing a good chunk of SKE 48s library. So yeah, I mean this it would be different like. See, this is how we tackle digital and physical. For me, like, I would just show them a music video as well, just to be like this, 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 and this. But I, I understand. And it also helps that all the, your songs also have music videos as well. I wouldn't be shoving a digital 
digital uh, single down their throat. That's that's yes. all my whole thing is. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. I I just figured I'd pick your brain for that because oh, no, I enjoyed the com- I, I enjoyed the conversation because it's a very interesting topic. I I think, and there's a lot that we could talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So for mine, I'm 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 always going to try to break the mold. If I'm going to introduce someone, I am going to introduce them to the group called Fudanjuku, which they originally started in 2007. So they're an older group as well. Currently, they only have seven members, but they have several members coming in and out of the groups as well. And when they formed, they were in the middle of the second idol boom, which is to the thanks of Morning Musume and AKB and the 48 system overall. So, to kind of have certain success, you need to have a certain look or an act to stand out, especially against if you're going against the 48s and the 46s and AKS and Hello Project and stuff. And this group kind of does that because they are a cross-dressing idol group. Now, I know for a fact that both of you guys have fell for the trap. Yep. Oh, I know I have. I did it again when I looked at the covers. Yeah, when I when I saw them, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, hey, hey, uh, a, a a boy idol group. And when I had when I was kind of out of it when I first listened to them, or actually, I watched their music video, and I was, and I thought it was your MC. I, like I said, I was kind of out of it at the time. I had I cleared it up since then, but in the moment, I thought it was your MC, and I was like, "It's like, oh, okay." Uh, it's like, oh, it's like I knew we were doing another male idol group, and then they started singing. I was like, "Wait a second, some very feminine." No, this this was even before that because yes. I know you asked me about this. <laughs> they were yes. on the Oricon, if I'm correct, because I was confused. I remember we discussed this. Yes, 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 yes. So I know that you guys were being confused in the past. And, you know, being a cross-searching idol group kind of checks that box of being out there to begin with. And what's very interesting about this group is they have tracks that are precisely composed to each kind of member's vocal range, which is something that you kind of don't really see for, like, idol groups that have been going on this long. But what's interesting for me is they obviously they don't fit that traditional idol mold and they kind of some some of the vocalists had these kind of smoky and lower vocal ranges that kind of fit that gimmick that they are perceiving and tracks like ai tai ai tai and kimi ido ido utsui kind of shows off that you don't need to have that energetic style so to speak to impress their your listeners obviously you have certain gr- certain songs as well you got akashi soulmate which is also kind of the perfect way to show off the current member of lineup of members that they have and does that traditional idol composition if you kind of need that to be and what's one thing that i really did like is that even though they have a vast discography which might be kind of daunting to some you know they do have a best of and that kind of shows off who they are and what they have and it's kind of the best way to keep up with the current lineup, so to speak. And so revisiting them was a treat because I do remember the confusion about when we I was first introduced to them and I was very confused. And I had that same 
voila, that that had that light bulb. There we go. The light bulb in my head when I was listening to them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I remember this because I looked at the cover and I'm like, what? the? And then I started listening to them like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and a light bulb was ding, ding, dinging. And I remember enjoying them back then after I had, you know, that realization and realist revisiting them made me really love them and regret kind of pushing them to the side because their vocals are freaking fantastic and they're probably one of the best idol groups i've heard like best vocals i've heard in an idol group to be honest and you could really hear that come out in aitai aitai and akashi soulmate is also fantastic like i actually listen to like a whole album without realizing it because i got so into it i'm like these tracks are fantastic and this group has not only great compositions great vocals and it plays really well to the you know the members um capabilities and what they can do so i i found that very good because a lot of the stuff we've seen lately and i'm more saying this with in 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 accordance with the 4648s but this makes it more unique and interesting because it doesn't feel bland like all their songs actually feel like there's something to them and you're not bored with them and you do want to hear more and i love that about them yeah this is a wonderful group and yeah there is initial confusion because you look at them you're there, there is that like level of disconnect, like you're expecting to hear a bunch of boys, and then the vocals come across, and you're like, "Whoa, okay." Uh, but you know, once you get past that, you know, you really find a wonderful treat with this group. They, they do have wonderful vocals, and they have really interesting song compositions that, you know, you you don't typically hear in idol music, and it really breaks it up from the monotony. And they're a wonderful group. They have great vocals. They know how to work together and really just showcase a wonderful time. Uh, I Tai I Tai is a great song, and I really loved my time with that. Uh, Kimi Iro, uh, Iro Iro Utsui is another really good good song, and Akashi Soulmate was wonderful too. Uh, just really enjoyed their vocals and the comp- the compositions like it because like you don't like I said you don't really hear songs like this coming out of like the big groups or the 46s and stuff so I, I wound up really really digging my time and uh, I really wish I had more time to go back and check out more of their work because I, I think they're fantastic and I'd love to check them out more so what made so Ken, what made you choose them specifically besides the uniqueness with the cross-dressing? I mean, there's a I know there's a variety of idol groups you've enjoyed, and I know you were a big fan of AKB in the past. So what mm. made you go with uh, Fudanjuku over so like AKB48 or someone else? For me, um, specifically because I didn't want to do a super idol group. Because if, if 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 I did super idol group, I would have just said AKB and then just list a specific era and called it a day. But for me, I if I am going to suggest an idol group, I am going to suggest someone that or or a group that doesn't fit the norm and be like J-pop can be like this. Something that you don't think is in the 
fits in a box, so to speak, and I, I kind of like that. But as an introduction, I think they are great, mostly be because I would love to see people's reactions to them. Because you would, I would love to see if they would think they are dudes or not. <laughs> And just seeing that initial reaction of, oh, there are a cross-dressing group, that's very interesting. I would want to see that up close and personal. And I think that's, that is something that, you know, for me, if I am going to introduce someone, I need someone to be out of the box. I can't go with just traditional idol. I think I need something a little bit more oomph. And I don't think if I were to do alt idols, I don't think... I think that might scare a lot of people off. So I figured I do a I do a group that is somewhat tendential in the middle of the lane here. So that's that my whole thing. That makes sense. And if you had to pick a secondary, like a secondary recommendation, who would that be? So if I had to pick a second a secondary group, not doing super idols because otherwise I would just do AKB. I would do Momoito Clovers um, because they also been in the industry for a while. They are literally the third best idol group in my mind after AK AKS and Hello Project. That their company is probably one of the best idol production groups of all time in my mind. And you have a lovely ranch of songs you can do as well you can do hashide you can do the song that pretty much put them on the map it's they are an amazing group and is what i considered a traditional idol group as of right now that isn't the super idol groups so let me turn those tables on you guys if you weren't to choose your groups, and obviously I, I'm going to bar Super Idol Goods for that matter because I don't want to use HKS or anything like that. What is the group that you would secondarily introduce? Let's start with you, Luna. So I originally was going to say Subaki Factory. However, I, I think, like, for me, it also depends on which way I want to go. Do I want to scare them? Or do I want to do something similar to Juice Juice? Being honest, I would probably go alt idol and scare him a little. <laughs> um, would you do, but would you do would you do bish? Would you do bis? <laughs> I don't do... like either, and I would go with more along the lines of like love bites or aldios. Aldios, okay. And I will say aldios because most of their songs are in English. And I feel like that's one thing, especially introducing it to an international audience, that I know a lot of people go to them for that reason. I also think they have fantastic vocals. And some of the guitar riffs are amazing. So if I do, like, I would go that route because they were one I, I when I tried to get into alt, audi alt idol originally... I couldn't get into Bish or Bis. I I'm I really surprised that you wouldn't recommend Gang Parade because I remember you really liking Gang Parade as well. I did like them and I still find some of their music enjoyable, but for me I feel like I did have a lot of hit or miss with them. Mm -hmm. I feel like with Aldios, I actually found way more songs I liked than Gang Parade. Mm. And I I love the lead vocalist. I think she is phenomenal. And I also love the stylization. 
that they do. So I and they have a good chunk of music. That's the other thing. They've been around for quite some time. And I feel like with Oldios, because of that, it's good like it's you can pick find more songs that someone might enjoy, to be honest. Mm. What about you, Gray? If you would had to pick a secondary idol group that you would introduce that isn't a super idol group, which group would you introduce? Yeah, uh, the group that I the, I thought of immediately comes to mind, and it's a group that normally is not associated with idols because they've really moved away from that. But mm. from the beginning, they were an idol group, and so I'm still going to say that they, they fit for this. <laughs> and that's Little Glee Monster because they really break the mold in what an idol group can be. They are a yeah. vocal-heavy group, which I yeah. love, and I wish there was more. I like it's what makes them special, but I really wish there was more groups like uh, Little Glee Monster that are so like vocal-heavy and intensive because it, I, it's just my one of my favorite styles of music is is to just those vocal-heavy performances, and. Mm. Especially if you're like a music group of some sort, because I'm like either you're dancing or you're singing or you're maybe you're doing both. Um, but you know, one of those two needs to be phenomenal. And yeah. and and I I think too many lean into the dance and not enough lean into the vocals. That's just my two cents. And mm. and I think Little Glee Monster is just outstanding. I mean, they do some dancing with their stuff, but it's more focused on vocals and they they're so amazing and they consistently blow my mind the dancing focus part that's the thanks to k-pop and personal opinion there yeah and then (laughs) i'll let you go with the the (laughs) with little glee monster this time mostly because i don't think they're considered idol this time around if this was years ago if this was around their debut i would i would i would let you go with it (laughs) for now (laughs) yeah no 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 i understand (laughs) yeah like yeah like i said like in the beginning i know they were and they they've really moved away from it like if you google search them they're not really considered idol yeah Uh, they're mostly a vocal vocal group at this point um if uh and a, if you want a another group that is is not within the boundaries of the rules, I would say Subaki Factory. I, kn- I know Luna recommended them earlier, and I I was con- before I did Nogizaka for he's and settled that I was going to do a big group. I was considering doing Subaki Factory because I yeah I really did like them. Um, also, I'm a huge Bish fan, uh, but I've covered them in Music Corner. But if you want to put, and I, I think like Bish specifically, if you wanted to do alternative idol group, it's it is in my opinion they're more palatable than some of like the more extreme alternative idol groups. They're kind of a middle middle ground, and, and so you, th- to me they're a lot more palatable. But mm-hmm. uh, but I would say like Subaki Factory. Uh, would be my my answer to your question within the boundaries of the rules within the boundaries of the rules within the boundaries of the rules (laughs) yeah I mean if I were to go a little bit off I would do either Empire or or Gang Parade too as well because I Gang Parade does does that for me 
mostly because they don't fit that traditional idol group. They they had a member who was shaven for the longest time, and that that's really amazing that they don't need to fit that mold and yet have a strong going of this is who I am kind of thing, which is really, really good in my opinion. So... that you know i i i'm glad that we are able to do this because this is one of the things that i've always wanted to do with the show is be able to recommend other groups that we don't really get to talk about all too much so i know that we have other stuff in the woodworks for other genres but the idol community is such a big thing i figured we do it right out of the gate so with that Let's go on to the music corner here, and this week I have the range, so uh, so I am going to introduce the lovely group of Seven Order. And what's very interesting about them is originally they are a multimedia project, so they started doing, obviously they were going to go to music eventually, but they started going from stage, stage groups and stuff like that. And they started in May of 2019, and it kind of stars Kentaro Yusui, Yuma Sanada, Shoki Maruboshi, Mayoto Morita, Keigo Hagia, Aden Abe, Ryo Natsu, and Ryo Natsuma. So they have this lovely motto of making happy moments together, and they want to do that by sharing irreplaceable moments with their fans or a bunch of their activities throughout various genres of music, theater, art, and fashion. So they are trying to hit all the gambits here. So they released their first single in March and all members kind of perfectly harmonize with each other like a well-oiled machine in my personal opinion. They kind of match groups like Color Creation and King of Prince in terms of range and vocal prowess. You have tracks like Sabio Flower and Girl that really shows off each member's vocal range and kind of covers what what one member can't do, the other members can. Then you also have songs like Life who who that they aren't just a traditional idol group and they can actually perform the entire track with the various instruments that they have throughout this the song. And you know, the are also going on to match that ongoing trend of male idols showing off their dance, amazing dance choreography that even matches most LDH and Johnny groups for that matter. So what do you guys feel about this group? I've been dying to know. I did them a while back for a release. I think it was Subway Flower then. And originally when I thought this, I'm like, my goodness, Gray is going to love them. So am I right with that suspicion there? I, yeah, I, I fell in love with these guys. They are <laughs> they are fantastic. Uh, I really love. So I was really enjoying their album one and really digging all the tracks. And then it got the time traveler, and I was like, "That's it, I'm in." I, I just like here, take my money. I, I loved that song. It's fantastic in every way. I just love the feel and the energy in that song. And then. The next track was uh, Rest of My Life and just blew my socks off. I love that track so much. It's such a tender and loving track that just really has so much emotion behind it and great vocal work that just really elevates it to the next level. And the whole album is really good. There was one song I didn't like, but the, the rest of it is amazing and really just absolutely loved every second of it 
I thought this was an outstanding pick. I'm so glad you picked them because, my God, uh, yeah, I've added their album to the list. I am really hyped to see what's next. I cannot wait. The whole album was really, really good. Like I said, the standout tracks for me was Time Traveler and Rest of My Life, but the the whole album is amazing. I loved everything about this, and it, it, I just cannot recommend it enough. Wonderful pick. So, for me, I think I was having a rough week because when I first heard them, I didn't like it. I think I was in that weird mindset. So, I went back and listened to them more than once to get a better feel. And upon my second listen, I was like, okay, these guys are very, very talented. Their vocals are amazing. And they actually have some really good songs. So... I will say Sabo Flower is the one that caught my ear and not only their vocals, but I freaking love the chorus because I love that dance vibe it goes into and these boys can harmonize amazingly. And one of my other favorite tracks was 27 and there's something about it that just I gravitated towards, and I really do think it was the vocal usage they had in it. It's a very vocal-heavy track, and you can really hear the power in their voices. I, I just was mesmerized by those, and I think Life was also super solid, and it was a great way to... I know their intro was a good way to start off, but Life was really where it starts for me. And I'm glad you picked them, because... I always have an issue getting into male idols for some reason, but Seven Order does have, like you said, Ken, that perfect combination of King and Prince meets Color Creation because you got the vocals of Color Creation, who are always a vocal-heavy group and amazing, and then you still got that upbeat dance idol feel of King and Prince, and I I think that's the best way to describe them. I'm looking forward to see what else they'll do in the future because this one album, they did so much with it. And I love that, that they didn't have it all one continuous type of sound, that each track sounded unique and different. So I can't wait to see what else they'll do in the future. Yeah, I'm really glad that you guys really liked a various amount of them. Yes, Samuel Flower is probably one of my favorite ones. After that, you got Life and Bao. Bao is really, really, really good, in my opinion. Girl is one of my favorite ones as well. But I'm, I'm glad that, you know, with just, just, just this one album, you can show how much range these boys have. And I can't wait for the future for them to be darn certain. Yeah, as of right now, they have two singles. One digital, which is Hablo Flower, and one physical, which is Girl, that was released in 2020. And then they have one al- one album titled One that was released back in January of this year. So you can check out all the information about them on our site, their official website, Twitter, Instagram, along with their music video life on our site as well. Uh, yeah, uh, I just wanted to thank you, Ken. Uh, this this was uh, I I oh, man, I, I loved my time with these guys, and you you guys are right. It, it is like that middle ground between King and Prince and Color Creation. I think that's one of the best ways to describe them, just the vocal work. And it's like I I said earlier, it's like you know I really wish people would focus more on vocals instead of dancing. And it's nice to have a group like this that seems to be a bit more folk, uh, vocally focused than uh, the moves and the grooves. So I, I adored my time with this, and I loved every second of it. Thank you, bud. 
Thank you so much for introducing them. So I got another idol, male idol group I can say I do enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no. So in about a couple months from now, I'm going to hear, oh, yeah, I'm the official eighth of unofficial member of Seventh Order, right, Gray? Yeah, we, we would be the, the Eighth Order. <laughs> <laughs> the Eighth Order? The Eighth Order. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, that yeah. sounds like a movie title. A very bad movie no. title. Uh, no, we're going to rival AEW for <laughs> wrestling stables at this point. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you guys like them. So, And I can't wait till we get to the, the, the recap because there are a couple idol groups that we also have in that recap there. So I'm, it'll be very interesting to kind of go ahead and head from the top of my mind here i think dream maker and then colome is probably the only idol group that we have this year or this this roundup so that'll be very interesting so we got two males one female but we look out for that we'll be doing the roundup fairly fairly soon but with that let's continue on to this week's oricon here and this week, like last week, was very, very solid. We got a mixture of very new songs with a little bit of older ones as well, but it was a really solid week overall, right? It was. I'm glad to see some new, fresh things on there, and I feel like we're going somewhere with the Oricon for once. Yeah, uh, this is a pretty solid week overall, and uh, I, I, I did. I enjoyed it. There was some really nice surprises in here that uh, I can't wait to talk about. So, Yeah, so first off, we got Dynamite by BTS. So it's maybe it'll be one of the last weeks we'll see on here. I keep saying that, but it just pops on up. That's my fault. The following week. No, no, no. It's, eh. But this week, it's all the lovely 32,000 and 10 points here. And going on up to our first new track of the week, it is Poppin' and Ch- or Poppin' Chicken by Niju. Now, <laughs> I know we have a love-hate relationship with this group. Mostly hate, but how did you guys feel about Poppin' Shaken this time around? Let's start with you, Gray. Uh, yeah, uh, so th- this song, I-, I mean, I did not love it or anything like that, but I will say, t- for me, this was a step in the right direction. I wound up actually really enjoying this i do think the composition could use some work it's not the best but this is a really good display of the girls vocal work interestingly enough and they actually have a really good melody especially within the vocal their vocal work and so it it, i wound up really liking the song overall i didn't add it to my music library or anything like that but I did did wind up enjoying this. I thought it was probably their strongest song to date. I I, I did like it a lot more than I was expecting to. And maybe that might be why I liked it, because I had low expectations running into it. But I I did. I thought Poppin' Shakin' was their best song to date. And if they keep going in this direction, I think they might actually have something real special. So, mm, okay, so I have... A love-hate relationship with the song already. I, I'm going to specify, I know we say that with the group, I do like Make You Happy. I think it's overplayed. I still like the track. Pop and Shaken. So, first time I heard it, I hated it. I'm just going to be honest. Reason why. This, the composition, something in the background, that wah, wah, wah type of thing you hear, just took everything away. And I don't know why, but I just concentrated on that part and it made me hate it. So, I went back and re-listened to it again and tried to 
push that sound out of my mind, which made it better. I will say I thought their Niju's vocals were very good in Pop and Shaken. I did it was you know, I think they played it safe. I still don't like that one part of the composition because especially in the beginning, it takes me out of the song. I think the chorus is really good though. And I I think they're headed in the right direction and I do want to see what's next. I'm not completely sold just because of how I kept going back and forth on my feelings toward Pop and Shaken. And also the song, I really was expecting something different that could be why. When I think Pop and Shaken, I think of my booty shaken K-pop songs like my Hyuna and Sistar in Four Minutes. So I was thinking that in mind and not what I got. Not to complain on that matter. But it was really... I, I, I think they do have good talent. They have talent. They have good vocals. And I'd like to hear more of that come out. I just take that god awful weird sound in the background out please the composition and the song would i would have fell in love with the song yeah no i'm i personally wasn't a fan of this song it's it's their best song overall but i think at this point there wasn't a there isn't anything that niju can do to make me like them it won't they won't make me happy ha 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 for for that peace of mind there and i don't i just don't know why i understand they are going to be very very relevant in the years to come i know that for a fact but they're gonna have to do they're gonna have to lean just a little bit more on their vocal strengths like they did with the song just a little bit more for me to even kind of give them a notice but that's just me honestly and i don't know if i would yeah it's like apples and oranges what you're doing their Luna comparing them to Huna and stuff like that though it is and I, I think for me it was because of the title of the song and I yeah. mean and that's the other thing and only reason I you know when I think of a group like this it can go you know like girl I was thinking of like an upbeat dance song like that's what pop and shaken sounds like so that's the first thing I thought of is you know my booty pop and k-pop songs and yeah. since they're kind of going that route in a way, they're kind of reminiscent. I, I'm not going to even say reminiscent to Girls' Generation. I don't even know who to compare them to, to be honest. Well, let's let's just say this much. Like I said, I've, I've loved them a heck of a lot more than the other failed project that Korea and Japan's been trying to force down our throats. Yes. I, I do say, and I think Niju does for have great... One and- I agree with that 100%. And I think Niju has great vocals like this. They showed off their vocals and that was the part of it I liked. But Mm. my issue was really in how they're portraying it with the composition because they could have been, they could have done so much more to make this track better. Mm. And I really wanted to like it. Like I wanted to so bad and I just couldn't bring myself to even hit that plus on it. So, I'm curious to see what they'll do next. I don't know if they're going to change my mind, but I'm not head over heels for I am like a lot of other artists that I fall into. So. But yeah, regardless, Pop and Shaken sold the lovely 32,371 points here. I know it's going to sell a hell of a lot more once it makes its rounds, but very impressive, good showing this week. But. Going on up to number eight, it is Wasudena by Awesome City Club. Still love it. It's really, really good. And 
we'll be probably talking about this again fairly fairly soon so this week it sold a lovely 33,027 points here and going on up to number seven it is Yodoni Kakeru by Yoasobi so good good for them you know I've been I've been really wondering about this all so much if if they are going to go a little bit more down but it lo- it looks like slowly but surely we are losing Yorini Kakeru until something new comes up but regardless this week it sold a lovely 33,696 points and going on up to number 6 it is Shijima Shijima no Toshi and oh it's interesting, so this is by the Token Rabadashi group. I know I am very differing opinions compared to 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 you guys, so why don't you go ahead and say what you will about this song or this release? So go, Gray. No. Oh, Luna. Go, go, go. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little too excited. So I tend to like the husbandos, the I don't know what it is about the token Rambudanshi. I end up liking most of their tracks and i actually didn't realize it was them looking at the cover just because you know uh but when i listened to uh no toshi i actually loved it i was super surprised i i don't know what it was but i like their vocals i like the composition and it fit what I needed. I did not hit the plus, though, because even though I liked it, my issue is it's still generic and I can't see myself continuing listening to it for weeks to come. And I do think it was a solid release as there was other tracks on there. And I think Setsuna no Jidai, the, the second song on there, is also great. But, you know, as the title track, Seji Yakunotoshi did what it needed to do. It fit the... The Husbando franchise we're used to checked all the pluses for me, but it's still not going to be a continued replay, but I think it's worth listening to. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love this track. This, this is a lot of fun. Uh, Seijiaku Natoshi is just a lot of fun. It's a lot of energy. I love the rap. It just has like a great uh, cadence and rhythm and flow to it. It's just one of those get up and dance songs and you just like and like historically like i i've really struggled to like the token danshi songs i they usually are misses with me and so this was a wonderful surprise i i was really excited i think mostly because of that for token rambu anyway i think it's because of the availability for us because yeah. it wasn't made avail it wasn't made regularly available until fairly recently. So I think that also kinda hinders our appearance of them beforehand because I know I had some very, very frightened tastes when I saw that token Rambu was on here. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and I could totally see that, but like 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 I was really surprised because I, like usually th- to me their music I don't know it it's different but it's n- usually not appealing to me so so I, I like I said I've, I historically I've had a hard time trying to get into them maybe now that they are more accessible like you know I could I could totally see that uh, my taste changing and me really liking them 
uh, but yeah, this this song right here, I, I like. I started listening to it, and like you know, like that rap came on. I was like, okay, I'm in. Like I am in. I, I hit the plus sign. I am down with it. I, I did. I, I love this, and I, I might go ahead and say this might be my song of the week. And there's oh, other wow. great songs we're going to talk about, but I, to me, I don't know. This, this is my favorite. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess I'll just piggyback off of you. So, Seiji Yaku no Toshi, you know, you say that high energy that just gets up and dance, and I can see that. Like, I, I can imagine this song being played on the stage show right now, just listening to it. I can hear it, and I can see it, and I can imagine that. I don't know if it's just for me, personally. But that's how it is. I mean, I'll, I'll like other things compared to you guys. And... I don't. I had a hard time getting into this, just to be frank. And when we got to the rap part, it was all right. I mean, I'm not. I, I didn't personally love it, but it, it it's it's there, so to speak. So, but regardless, Seiji Akinotoshi, so the lovely thirty thousand six hundred and twenty nine points, and going on up to number five, it is Dry Flower by Yudi. Nothing more we can say. If you want to hear our full recap of what we thought of you, you can listen to last week. So, But this week, it's sold a lovely 41,042 points. And going on up to number four, it is Uwasewa by Ado. And this week, it's sold a lovely 43,964 points. And going on up to number three, it is a group that we haven't seen in a while. It is Universe by Official Higedandism. And let's just say this much. I enjoyed the break without them, and this was a nice comeback. <laughs> what do you guys think about it? Start with you, Luna. Uh, no, I completely agree. I'm glad to see Officially Hige on here after a while. And I think Universe was a great track to put out. They played it safe. It had a great composition. I love I love how Universe begins. And it's still not my favorite track by them. I still gravitate toward I Love and Pretender. However, it's solid. It I'm glad it made it on the charts because it gives me a refresher of why I do enjoy Officially He Gave's music and that they are they're still a great band. And I it's just nice seeing them on here again after a while and kind of i feel like we were overexposed before so it kind of you know pushed a little bit and it gave them a break to go back probably to their roots a little bit and you know create something new and fresh uh yeah uh when i first saw that we were doing an official hige dandism my first thought was like no 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 too soon too soon but uh, no, the universe is fantastic. Uh, really, really good song. And this is easily their best song in a long time. And I, honestly, I, I hate to use this phrase because I, I think it's a little overstated, but I, I thought it was a breath of fresh air, especially for official Hige Dondism. The opening is wonderful. And uh, the composition as a whole is really playful and fun. And it, it just really sweeps you along. And I, I did, I, I really wound up enjoying this track. I thought it was, I, it, I don't, I'm not gonna be ambitious and say it's my favorite track, 
but it's in the top five and you know that that's pretty impressive uh especially a song that you know i didn't hear until a day or two ago it just you know cracked in there and I, honestly i think like the more i listen to it the more i like it and might be my favorite track in in two or three weeks time because it, it is it's just a lovely track and i think you, you know this is more of what I want to see from official Higedondism, like that variety. Because I, I do, I think they, they have the scope to really create really cool and amazing compositions uh, because they, they, they really encompass different instruments that we don't typically hear. And the last thing I would ever want them to be is formulaic and stale. And I was genuinely terrified that we were getting close to that. And, you know, them, like, taking that small break, just re- refreshing the juices, like, like you can hear it in, in the song. And, and I think it paid off in every way. And, th- th- yeah, this is easily one of their best songs. It is just a wonderful track. Universal the Lovely, 46,280 points here. And going on up to number two, it is Bokuga... Moteru Mononara by 7th over 22nd and this is the Seiyu idol group that Akimono owns. What do you guys think about it? Let's start with you, Gray. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, this is a really really good track number. Uh, Boku ga Moteru Mononara is a really good track. I This is one of the first tracks that really really focused on the vocals of the group and i think that's the right direction to take this group in they they should be vocal heavy uh because they are a seiyu group and you're going to have like computer models doing all the dancing for them so you really need to take them in a more vocal heavy direction and i i think this is a step in the right direction i think this is a wonderful track it's a mid slow tempo song and but it has really nice flow and it has like good waves that it hits in peaks and valleys and it it just works overall i thought this is probably their best song to date and uh this this is a group they keep coming back in 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 the in between time i i keep forgetting about them but you know i'm I'm thinking this one's going to stick a lot more because this song is pretty memorable and yeah i really wound up enjoying it i I think it's a fantastic song for with seven over 22nd i i like that bokugamoteru mononara was a vocal heavy track i think that went in the right direction however for me i'm still not that big on their vocals and i the composition was okay i honestly didn't care for it too much i mean i'm not gonna go back and listen to it i'm happy hmm. They're changing it up, you know. I, I well for one song anyway. <laughs> yeah, for one song, yes. And I and that like I'm glad they they changed it up for this one song, but it's still not for me. And yeah. that's the thing. It's just it didn't do it for me. It's not my thing. I th- I also think if you compare it to like the other idol groups around say you idol groups around this time now it's it's more than dime a dozen now and you kind of need to have that one thing to bring you out and unfortunately this is our i think seventh or so release and it the, how we kind of encompasses them is already in our mind right yeah so it's it, kind of it, hard to break that mold it is and with other 
fantastic like see i do groups that i remember like of course and muse and i'm gonna go there with sphere you know there are so many other memorable groups to me and memorable songs that i freaking love and seven over 20 seconds just has not done that for me with anything and bokuga mote moteru mono nara did not change that I mean, the only thing it changed for me is showing, hey, look, we're doing a vocal heavy track. But that was it. Yeah, so for me, I I mean, I, I'm been a fan of this group for a while now. And seeing them tackle a more vocal heavy composition is very, very nice. And I like it. Personally, I mean, I'm not going to compare them to Aquas or Muse because that's like comparing apples to oranges at this point of how they are but it was a very solid release and i like it and hopefully they can continue this way unfortunately they're they're <laughs> the the next song after that wasn't really doing so well <laughs> which is you know unfortunate but you, you got you got it what it is here so yeah, so their their B sides track, the Tachisute to Power, was was just god awful in my opinion. <laughs> but regardless, Boku ga Moteiru Mononara sold a lovely seventy four thousand one hundred eighty eight points here, and going on up to our number one, it is Love Bias by Kismafuto. So, how'd you guys like this? I'm pretty sure all of us really liked it, right? Let's start with you, Gray. Yeah, no, uh, Love Bias was awesome um, with uh, Kiss My Futo. I, I really, like, as of late, really just liked a lot of the stuff that they put out. I think they're a wonderful group, and I think this song is right in their wheelhouse. It is definitely... A great number. I, I will say I would have loved to have heard more on the YouTube official music video. It's only like a minute and a half. I would have loved to have heard the whole song. But what's there is phenomenal. And if you're a Kiss My Futo fan, I think you will love it. It is definitely an amazing track. And uh, l- let's just say if I had the money, I would be purchasing it <laughs> in a heartbeat. It, it, it's not even a question i it, well i mean that, that's how they they're gonna play dirty right they're oh not yeah gonna give you the full music video for free man i they're know gonna, they're gonna tease you yeah they're gonna tease you as much as we would want to uh, they're not gonna do it. yeah no you're, you're completely right and yeah they, like i said if i had the money they would have my money <laughs> <laughs> what about you Lena? so i also loved love bias by kiss my futo and i do wish there was more to it but I mean, AVIX always does this. They give you half of it to tease you to get you to buy it. And which I think is a great marketing strategy because I've done that more than once with a lot of things. And I will say later, I guarantee the music video will more than likely be in full, but that'll be after a while it's out. So I think Love Love Bias is fantastic. I mean, Kiss My Fudo has great vocals in it. The composition is fantastic. I am so glad to see them on here this is one group that I've been wanting to get more into anyway. And with love bias, it definitely pulled me in and made me want to like, Hey, I really need to get their works. If I had more money to buy the single, I actually would, but 
a couple other artists got my money for March and April already, and I'm strapped. Plus, bills and other things. But I think Love Bias is amazing, and when I finally do get to go back to Japan, I will try to pick up the single. I, I am... Yeah, so from I, what... Oh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I, was, I was just going to jokingly say, uh, I am getting married if anybody wants a wedding, wedding gift. But yeah, I mean, for Love Bias, it's, it's a solid track from what we heard. I mean... Pfft. It's what we have. I mean, we have to play lovingly with good old Johnny's here to even give us a taste here. But from what I've heard, it's it sounds really good, and I can't wait to hear more eventually. But this week it sold a lovely 216,039 points. And with that, let's go on to the albums here. <laughs> oh, what the hell? <laughs> I just looked at number one and I'm just <laughs> okay so you got natural by Yui so this is oh, this is a huge caveat so natural by Yui is band covers done by Yui from her band flower flower but the thing is it's not considered flower flower it's considered Yui even though the entire band is in the compos- uh, composition for this for this so I find it hella weird that that happened <laughs> Oh, I, I do too. I did buy this album. I It's with another shipment though, so I'm waiting for it to come in. But yes, I found that very strange as well. <laughs> so, but it, it's uh, that number 10. So my, our, my other friend who actually, we actually met from Study Abroad, but I don't think you guys really hang out with him. He, he's actually a huge UE fan and he's actually really, really excited for this release. Every single time he tells me he's going to get it. But... Yeah, with that, on to number nine, Don't Call Me sh- 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 I Shiny. I don't really know. Shiny. Is it Shiny or Shine? Shiny? I, shiny? I swear it's Shiny because my, my friend who lived in Korea called him Shiny. Okay. I have to I have to ask Lou for that, for the, the, the final word here. But yeah, Don't Call Me Shiny, Volume 7 by Shiny. I guess is their latest mini album. Is is this the latest release after the person passed away? Ooh, um, you know, after he passed, I stopped following them because that really, that really hurt me. Yeah. And I honestly am surprised to see something new. I'm happy the band is continuing on, or the group, I mean, but I just wasn't able to follow him after what happened like it it really hurt yeah but after that you got a disney seiyu's uh osama so voice stars dream selection number three by i guess disney people here so and then you got momodu clovers z doing their album of tanaka tanaka masahiro i guess it's a a love tribute to the lovely baseball player because they're all on the mound there as well then number six, you got the Bang Dream Girls Band Party cover selection, volume five. I, I haven't listened to the cover selections in a while, so it's very interesting how huh? they did We Are and then Ochiya Carnival. Huh, that's very interesting. Then after that, you got B by BTS. And then you got X by Dish with two slashes. You got Believe by Jirel, a husbando, and you got reboot by the Rampage from Exile Tribe. I thought this was a single. No, it's the third album. And then we got, oh my God, we got the 
You got the Hypnosis Mike by Divisional Rap Battle 2, DRB versus Buster's Bro. So I guess it is the Husbandos, but they're doing rap instead. So, I'm so kind of curious about this. <laughs> I actually want to check this out because it sounds really fun. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it but, looks yeah. wild. It, look, it, it, it looks husbando. <laughs> very husbando. But yeah, I want to say thank you so very much for listening to this week's episode of Ongakudi. You can find us on all social media platforms at on Twitter and Instagram at Ongakudu. You can find the website at ongakudu.com. You can follow our affiliates, Koryu Hunter, who is a variety streamer. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash Koryu Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also follow our affiliate, TimberTav, who is a variety streamer in and of itself. He was playing 102 Dalmatians for some odd, odd reason. Oh my god, was he really? Yeah. <gasps> oh, I used to play that game all the time as a kid with my sister. I wish if we still had it. Yeah, that that's the picture that I sent you guys. He was he was making that face while he was playing 102 Dalmatians. Uh, that game was Oh, it made me so mad. I remember playing that. Oh my god, <laughs> I want that game back. <laughs> but yeah, you can check it out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-R-T-A-F-T. You should check out his VODs. He had, he should have it all. But yeah, you can follow your sister, Rose, at the who's probably very, very excited at, about Monster Hunter, if I'm yeah, correct, right? She already pre-ordered the, the Switch copy, and she's going to buy the PC version when it's available. She wants that Japanese Monster Hunter exclusive Switch really bad. Uh, well... But yeah, you can follow her at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-C-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also follow follow Fangirl Has No Name, who is probably really, really excited about the new Zelda releases. But yeah, you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-A-N-A-M-E. You can also follow the podcast that Kyo, me, Timber, and Fangirl do called Podosaurus. And this week we we talked about good old Shadow of the Colossus. We did talk about 102 Dalmatians, and then we got into like a 20, 20 to 30 minute conversation about Disney sequels and direct to VHS sequels. Oh my god, that was that was that was rough to go through. <laughs> hey, Return to Far is a about- great movie. Hey, Why man. wasn't I on this? Because King I should have totally King been on this. King of Thieves. The third movie was the best. I, I, I will agree, but I've only seen the third movie once. So I never I love King owned of Thieves. it, unfortunately. But it was a great movie. The worst are the Mermaid sequels, and the Pocahontas sequel is freaking awful. And the Cinderella hey, sequels are also really bad. What you talking about? The third one talks about time travel. We found this out. We were talking about it. We were talking about time travel. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh why, my God. Wa- why was I not on this? Because you know I love my Disney uh, movies. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, we were talking about Disney sequels. So if you want to hear us talk about Disney se- movie sequels and direct-to-DVD stuff for like 20 to 30 minutes, go check out. Curry Hunter on all podcast streaming services. You'll find it there. But yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Ida, Roboco, Het Robo, and more Bang Dream. Where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at Ongaka Gray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. So just follow me there. 
And what about you, Luna? You can find me on all the social medias, such as Twitter, Letterboxd, my anime list, Anime Planet, at LunaMaria87. And you can follow me on Instagram at NerdyCollectorLuna, where you can see what I bought, tons of pictures of my lovely cat being a jerk and cute, and what I am listening to, which I'm going to be updating that soon, so stay tuned. But yeah, I want to say thank you so very much for listening to this week's episode of Ungaku to You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna saying thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Hope you have a great rest of your week. John Matane. And this is great. Hope everyone has a wonderful week. We'll be right back here next time. Bye-bye.